Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. What can we learn from these celebrities putting their lives on display for us to nitpick and us to observe from the safety of our couches? I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram. Is It is your first time here. Oh, my God, welcome. We have a seat for you at our class. Take any seat. Maybe the one in the front. There's a guy in the back that farts a lot, so maybe you don't want to sit back there. Anyway, happy Monday. I hope you guys are having a great day. Off to a great start. Last night was Euphoria Sunday. And oh my God, you guys, episode five, Euphoria is getting so real. You almost don't even want to look. It almost feels wrong watching. Kind of like what's going on with Kim and Kanye right now. Like you don't really want to look, but you just have to. That show was almost a little too good. I'm not going to spoil anything, but any shit that possibly could have hit the fan last episode hit the fan tenfold. And it was fucking nuts you have to see it and if if you're not watching euphoria watch the first episode right now and get caught up and come back anyway let's talk about what the lessons of the day are going to be so first we're going to talk about kendall (sighs) poor kendall jenner she's offending another marginalized group of people this time um the disabled community by parking in handicapped spots repeatedly over the last few months that she's not supposed to and doesn't need to and then we're going to talk about pete davidson you know, another Kardashian getting publicly booed at a basketball game that he went to multiple times. It was really embarrassing for him, but he got booed for good reason because he talked major shit. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the fact that Kanye West said Kim accused him of putting out a hit on her life to kill her. Yeah, that's just where we're at right now. So we're going to talk about all of that and get into all the details before this podcast starts. If you can just rate it five star on Spotify, it would help me so much. And um, follow it for all future episodes to keep updated on all the tea. And then Apple Podcasts, you can just rate it on there and then subscribe to it. Both those would help me out so much. And yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. So a few of the Kardashians are getting some public hate this week, you know, as always, a normal news week for them. Um, But this time it is including Kendall Jenner and Pete Davidson. Isn't it weird that when you talk about the Kardashians now, you just have to include Pete Davidson because he's just a Kardashian now. So first off is that Kendall Jenner and Hailey Bieber, um, they have been going to Pilates class together, you know, getting their fitness on. That's what every, you know, that's what every LA bitch does. They roll up in their most expensive athleisure outfit drinks their little coffees does pilates for like 20 minutes and then goes home but now when kendall and Haley are rolling up to their pilates class they have taken it upon themselves to every time they go to park in the handicapped spots 
right outside of their Pilates studio, and it has caused quite the stir on social media. They've been doing this for over a month now, definitely at least like in between a month or two, multiple weeks. They've just been parking their like Range Rover and their Bentley right outside the front. It's like the most embarrassing scene like that you can expect. It's literally the most expensive cars of these two able-bodied girls sitting right over that big blue handicap like spray painted on the pavement and their like chauffeurs or like their security are like watching their cars like it's so embarrassing for them and it's all over social media and people are pissed now they haven't responded to this themselves you know as we would expect them to do i feel like they're literally the two most like ignorant dare i say dim-witted unaware models in hollywood um they have not responded this to themselves but their sources have said something so kendall sources said that She is parking in the handicapped spots to simply avoid the paparazzi. She says the shorter the walk from the door to the car, the less paparazzi that she has to deal with. So now when she goes to Pilates, she just parks right in the front. She really said fame is a handicap and I am the most handicapped. On top of that, to try to defend their actions, Miss Bieber's sources said that the instructor asked Haley to tell Kendall and her to both park in those handicapped spots so the paparazzis cause less of a fuss outside of her Pilates studio and they aren't crowding the door. And then they also said that she tells the instructor, she tells all the other celebrities to do the same exact thing. However, people are not really taking that excuse as an excuse because one there's no other photos of other celebrities doing that, so it just seems like a convenient excuse. And the instructor does not own the big like block of buildings and stores and the public space to say that they can park in the handicapped spot. She only is like renting out the building to host her Pilates class. So she has no jurisdiction to allow them to do that in the first place. Also, if you would just look at where they're really having their Pilates class, it's not like they're in a big Costco parking lot where like they have to walk like two miles from the car to the door. They're in like a small little two different rows of parking like space where as if they didn't use the handicapped spots, it'd probably be like a 20 foot 20 yard more walk from the door to the car so it just doesn't seem like it's worth getting hate online which they know that they would just to park a little closer i just think they're that entitled and they get a little kick out of doing it i just think it excites them and i think that they think it's fun to believe that they are above the law and because they're they're privileged no matter what even if someone says something nothing's really going to happen to them and you like how they pushed off the blame they're like the instructor told me to like that's what like Kendall Jenner is 26 years old and she's still blaming other people for her actions as if she isn't an autonomous grown adult who can make her decisions for herself. She has like no sense of self and it's like a comfort thing for her to know that she's backed up by all these people. So even if and when she does make another huge mistake, she can just blame other people because, oh, like I'm 26. Like, oh, I wasn't aware of this. I'm ignorant to the situation. That's not really an excuse anymore. And I feel like Kendall is the most problematic Kardashian because this happens over and over and over again her making the biggest fusses she gets in the absolute biggest scandals of any celebrity i've ever seen in my life where where i mean like biggest scandals like take for example the one where kim was like eating the appetites of president lollipop yeah that was tone deaf for sure but kendall is like offending huge groups of like marginalized individuals that is just the most unpolitically correct disgusting thing she can possibly do like Every year, she just finds a new group of people to offend. Like the Pepsi ad, she's offending black people doing the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Then it was like Mexican people with um, 818, another marginalized group. And then black people again when she put Tupac and Biggie Smalls on like shirts of her and like sold them. Well, she put her face over iconic artwork of um, Tupac and Biggie Smalls, I think. 
were the two rappers but and she didn't like give either of the families of the rappers like any money because they're dead or their families any money she's just always offending people in the worst possible way chris jenner is probably so fed up with her i don't get why kendall isn't chris's least favorite like obviously chloe is chris's least favorite kendall would be my least favorite she's ruining the brand for all of them and people are like kendall's my favorite and she's so eloquent and poised and calm but you guys i think sometimes being quiet and calm can be confused for being poised whereas they're very two different things i think kendall isn't quiet because she's poised i think kendall is quiet because she's ignorant she is stuck up and she doesn't know what to say i think she's quiet because she's comfortable with that and she's willfully choosing to be ignorant and quiet and just entitled in a place where she knows she doesn't have to say anything and i'm i don't mean to sound like such a kendall hater but out of all the kardashians i like i love the kardashians and i I really did love kendall but it's not so easy to be a a kendall sympathizer anymore um, after she just repeatedly makes mistakes. And I know the handicapped thing is kind of a small thing, but it is like a marginalized group of people who actually need those spots. Like I saw some tweets. Let me pull them up. Someone said, if you've ever tried to juggle a Walker oxygen tank and anything else you might need, you'd understand why handicapped spots are so necessary. Hashtag scumbag princess. I love that. That sounds like the name of like a Travis Barker album, but it's so true. Another one said, at Kendall Jenner, please stop doing this. If it's true, it's horrible. I need handicapped spots to access places I need to go. It may not seem like a big deal, but it truly is. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad that people are speaking out. And I wish this was like put on a bigger platform. But anyway, what can we learn from this? What can we learn from Kendall? You shouldn't just use your privilege to allow yourself to be ignorant just because you can. It's 2022. There's no excuse to not hold yourself to a certain social awareness and educated standard. And just because you may have power over people of marginalized groups you should always just treat them with respect because that's just the right thing to do which it doesn't seem like she's doing it seems like she's just repeatedly laughing in their faces that she was born with this privilege i'm kendall jenner i got a vagina i'm gonna explore that right now holy shit i got a vagina i'm gonna learn i'm gonna understand the inner workings of a woman Okay, so the next Kardashian that is in some hot water in the public eye, the thickest Kardashian, the baddest bitch of them all, Pete Davidson, he was publicly booed at a Syracuse basketball game because in the past, he said that that city is trash. So it came back to bite him. So this is what happened. In 2019, apparently Pete Davidson and his BFF, Machine Gun Kelly, were like filming a movie together. I'm not exactly sure which movie it was, but it was more like Pete supporting Machine Gun Kelly. But anyway, afterwards, he was promoting it in an interview with Howard Stern, and he was talking about his experience shooting the film in Syracuse. So he was, like, telling his story, you know, probably high as he always is, shooting the shit with Howard Stern, both probably making really problematic jokes. And he said, dude, I was shooting this movie out in Syracuse. Syracuse, you know, it's trash. Worse than Staten Island. The nicest hotel in Syracuse is, like, a fucking ramada for someone who always like calls themselves the king of staten island he really hates staten island oh my god remember when angelina from jersey shore was like i'm the kim kardashian of staten island well guess what bitch kim kardashian might be moving to staten island with pete davidson and then she'll be the kim kardashian of staten island they'll be the king and queen of staten island but anyways he said syracuse was worse which is a huge slap into the face because he hates staten island anyway so that interview, he dissed it. People were already upset, you know, sending him some hate. But, you know, sometimes people will pick on a city just to, like, egg on the crowd and the people who go there. But that wasn't the only time he dissed it. He did it again. 
He just the whole town of Syracuse again when he had an interview for Variety just a few months later that same year as 2019. And he said just very blatantly, it sucks. The whole town of Syracuse blows. I've never been. I wonder what is so bad about it. I've never really heard about it. Maybe that's why. Because maybe it sucks and no one talks about it. But maybe the whole place is trash. I mean, if, if it's a Machine Gun Kelly movie, the budget probably wasn't that high. So it's probably like a shitty place that they had to film. Anyway, he really has no respect for that city. Even less respect than he has for Kanye West. <laughs> um, anyway, when it finally came time for him to go to this basketball game today, it was like a college basketball game for like Syracuse University or whatever. And when he went out... I'm not sure anyone really like knew he was there at first. You know, I mean, he is pretty tall. Maybe that could have helped. But I think he probably had his hood up and like had on like mask on. I mean, his eyes are kind of hard to miss. He's like the only person that's like recognizable, even if only their eyes are showing because of their mask. But anyway, not a lot of people at first even knew that he was there. And then they put him on the Megatron. They put him on the Megatron trying to like call him out probably because they know the crowd is about to boo him. Boo him. And right when he gets on the Megatron, People did not forget and started to boo him. Oh my god, wait, okay, it's so bad. I'm gonna play the video. I just watched it. I'm laughing. The commentator is like respectfully roasting Pete as he gets booed. It's so funny. Just listen. Uh, well, that is a man who just got booed by the folks here at the Dome for good reason. Pete Davidson of Saturday well, Night Live a few years ago went in town filming a movie, decided to call the folks here in central New York trash. So they just returned the favor. Okay, so then they took him off the Megatron, and uh, when they took him off, he kept getting booed. You know, I don't think that announcer was, like, announcing that over the whole stadium, or else it could have turned into, like, a riot of some sort, but uh, he kept getting booed, and then they put him back on the Megatron, and a lot of these college students really weren't happy with him, and you know how college students are. They like to get all passionate and rowed and rowdy about things so they put him on again and he got booed again but he was a really good sport about it the second time he like laughed it off the first time you could there was definitely some level of embarrassment on his face there was like more redness on his face than usual um but he like brushed it off he like laughed and kind of like waved a little bit the second time so it was fine and then during halftime i i don't know you know if someone asked him if he felt uncomfortable or something but then pete davidson now having the kardashian parks you know, those perks that come with being in the royal family of America. He was escorted up to Adam's Suite, which is a suite at that arena that costed $1.3 million to renovate. So we got a private seat in that suite. So no one would fuck with him or anything. And on his way up there, he was um, asked by like a student journalist for a few seconds to maybe just further elaborate on his comments about Syracuse. And he said, I don't hate Syracuse. Past comments just really didn't come out the best way. Blatantly saying the whole town of Syracuse blows. There, there's no way to maybe say that that was taken out of context. Pete Davidson just said what he said and he should have owned up to it. But it is hilarious. I'm sure what he meant was like, it was just for a laugh. It really doesn't blow. I make fun of all the cities I love. Like obviously he loves Staten Island, but he just makes fun of it. So I'm sure that's what he meant. And it was really funny. And I don't know, he's giving, if Syracuse is really that bad, he's giving them a lot of clout and attention right now. So maybe they can up their standard of living there because of this. He also, I think to like make it up to them a little bit because he felt bad the other week he wore like a Syracuse shirt on SNL. So I think he's trying to like do some reparations there. Also, speaking of student journalists at college, that literally used to be me last year. Um, I would like, I like 
interviewed a few people before they went out to perform and like do things and i would have to like go up to the rooms in the arena and like talk to them and then like i had to like hold someone's phone for like their live stream so i like totally like get how exciting that must have been for that little journalist i unfortunately never got anyone as exciting as pete davidson i got um um what was his name he was he's like kind of famous wait hobo johnson pretty similar pete and hobo you know pete looks like a hobo but yeah anyway so what we can we learn from pete davidson i think we can learn that you will be held responsible for all the trash that you talk and people will not forget and when times to when it comes time to see that person in person you better not just be all talk so you guys be careful about this shit you talk in public because it will come back to haunt you as i learned definitely by being like a tiktok commentator people still comment things that i said in like june last year so public shit talking be careful with your words All right, World War III is raging on in Beverly Hills, California, a.k.a. Kim Kardashian versus Kanye West. It is still going on. You probably heard a lot about it. And if you haven't, oh, you're going to love to hear this. Let me tell you. The latest thing that has happened with Kim and Kanye that happened this morning. Well, you'll hear this on Monday. So I'm talking on Sunday, but yeah, on Sunday. Kanye said that Kim accused him of putting out a hit on her. A hit on her life to kill her or assassinate, I think is the more appropriate word because it's kim motherfucking kardashian assassinate is the respectful way to say it um okay let me recap a bit before we really get into this so as you probably heard kanye started this whole social media drama out of the blue when he posted a picture of his daughter northwest on his instagram and said that he does not think that nor should be on tiktok and since this is his first divorce he doesn't know how to handle his daughter being put on tiktok against his will he wants to make that decision as the father and he just thinks kim made the whole decision by herself and then he starts like attack kim's parenting saying that she like kidnaps the kids from him and like doesn't give him the address to their family parties and said she is making it almost impossible to see him and won't respond to him basically coming for kim and her motherhood in every sense of the word and now he's pissed that north is on this highly inappropriate not for children app and he is livid so kim really never responds to kanye she never really has before and then in a rare move she actually did respond to kanye when he said that Nora should get off of tiktok she said kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any tiktok north might create she responded very maturely i can literally see kim in like the hulu interview chair right now just like flipping her hair back and typing out this message just she's like oh my god kanye is wild Anyway, she kept responding like really maturely and she said, Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. I mean, the kids are feeling pain from this and it's causing everyone like trauma in some kind of sense. And everybody knows that Kanye's real problem is not that North is on TikTok. Kanye's real problem is that he wants to make him look bad. He wants to win back power in their divorce and their dynamic. So he's trying to attack Kim in really any way that he can, especially publicly. He wants to like tarnish her image and get all the attention onto Kim, either to respond to him or just to assert his dominance in the situation. So after Kim's response, uh, Kanye responded to her and he said, what do you mean main provider? Making it seem like 
she is not the main provider, that he is just as equal as a provider as she is, and that he spends just as much time with the kids as she does. But I don't think that's true at all. Like, a lot of sources are saying that, like, Kanye's parenting compared to Kim's is very inconsistent. He does spend a decent amount of time with them, but it goes up and down. And if you've noticed, anytime Kanye's with Julia Fox, they're both in New York out doing whatever, where Kim, when she goes to see Pete, sometimes it's in New York, but it's also in L.A. a lot because he travels over there to make it easy for her to see the kids. Whereas Kanye seems like he just kind of always goes to Julia. As in main provider, I don't think money is the issue, but I think that time is because even Kim said one of the main reasons she divorced him in the first place was that he was always traveling. He was always in Wyoming or this state or that state or working, and it seems like he wasn't prioritizing the family and the kids. Anyway, he posted a few more things, a few more like low blows. Like he posted some TMZ articles and then he posted Candace Owens supporting him. Whereas like, if you have to post Candace Owens, one of the most trash humans on the world, the most dumbest, purposely provocative, most problematic people to support you, like that's when you know that it's bad. And even like Azalea Banks is coming out against Kanye. That's, you know how you know it's even worse when even Azalea Banks, that rat, sees the problem. Um, anyway, so Kim has not responded anymore. So now Kanye is kind of mad about that, that Kim has not responded anymore. And he sees all this traction that he's getting. So he took it even lower. I think Kim responding is, you know, what he wanted. He wanted that reaction. So now he thinks that what he's doing is going to keep working. So he's going to keep taking it even more and more below the belt. Um, he now said, the lowest he has ever gone below the belt. You know, he went right for the crotch with this one. He said that now Kim is trying to get him put in jail because she is accusing him of putting out a hit on her, saying that Kim Kardashian literally hired a hitman to kill Kanye West on some Patrizia Reggiani type shit. Let me read the post. So the post is just a picture of Kanye texting one of his friends, one of his mutual friends with Kim. And he said, send me Kim's number because apparently Kim changed her number. So Kanye would incognite him. But you know, some narc gave Kanye the number. So he's in contact with Kim again. And in this caption, he said, yesterday, Kim accused me of putting out a hit on her. So let me get this straight. I beg to go to my daughter's party and I'm accused of being on drugs. Then I go play with my son and I take my Akira graphic novels and I'm accused of stealing them. Now I'm being accused of putting out a hit on her. These ideas can actually get someone locked up. They play like that with black men's lives, whether it's getting them free or getting them locked up. I'm not playing about my black children anymore. Okay, so that was the most accusatory post Kanye has ever put out on her. Did you see all the things he accused her of? Like, bitch, she should put a hit on your life. I'm kidding. Um, kidding. Anyway, so one, he said that she accused him of being on drugs and then she accused him of stealing and um, now putting out a hit on her. Do you see how all these things that he's coming out with against Kim are trying to make her look bad and him look good at the same time? Like, she did this to me. She did this to me. Trying to, like, play the victim like he accused Taylor Swift of doing. And because of all the times that he has lied in the past, like, saying that Kim, like, kidnapped the kids, like, obviously that wasn't true at all and how over-exaggerative he has been with everything, I can confirm to you all that that is not true. Kim did not actually accuse Kanye of putting out a hit on her life. Kim is an intelligent lawyer. She doesn't fuck with that shit. She would not say that that did not happen it's just so shocking all the things that kanye can come up with to try to make kim look bad a lot of people are really feeling for kim right now they really don't know what she could do next kanye isn't even like responding to the divorce filings she said like please respond to the third attorney you've had this year kind of so we can get this show on the road she's had to like change her marital status to just single instead of like married anymore because kanye like won't go through with the divorce so she has to just proclaim herself as single and now people think that she should take legal action with this or at least stop fighting on social media like why are they even beefing online for us to see i feel like i'm gia from euphoria like peeking around the corner and watching them fight like this fight is getting a little 
too real and it's almost like uncomfortable. I feel like I'm in their family group chat. You know, like why are they even beefing online for us to see your neighbors? Go fight in the street. Go go meet in the middle of the street and fight out there. You know, take it out like that. It's almost something that I really don't even want to talk about anymore because it's not even entertainment. It's just sad. At this point, it's getting harder and harder to be like a Kanye sympathizer. Um, like I wish him the best and I feel for him and everything because like obviously his family's getting torn apart and things like that. But this behavior is just inexcusable. He's fully abusing Kim right in front of us and he's ruining any chance of them reconciling in any way, shape or form. And Kim should take legal action. She should take it up with the legal counsel of herself. And who gave Kanye his phone back? He said he was taking a social media break for like at least a month, right? Until his album dropped later this month. Who gave him the phone back? Anyway, what can we learn from this? I think a subtle lesson we can learn from this conversation is that don't take out your private, public, close to the heart and the home matters on social media for the whole world to see. As we can all see from the outside looking in, it is a horrible look. And as entertaining or cool as you think it might be, it is not what anyone wants to see. No one wants to see your private family matters and it's only going to ruin your relationship with them tenfold if you do that. I think what happens in your house between you and your family should just stay in your house, especially to that extent. Two lovers ripped right at the scene. They woke up from the perfect dream And then the darkness came I signed the papers yesterday anyway thank you for listening to pop culture university today i hope you had a fun time hanging out with me and again if you can just rate this podcast five star on spotify you're already here it would help me out so much and on apple podcast especially apple podcast Give it a five star on there. Leave a review. Follow it for upcoming episodes. Subscribe. Follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, let's review what we learned today. From Kendall, we learned ignorance is not bliss in 2022 and it will get you curb stomped. Um, from Pete, we learned any public shit talking you do will come back to bite you. And then three from Kanye Kim, we learned you should just keep your family matters private and out of social media because I think it is for the best. So yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm, my car is still trapped in the snow. If you listened to the episode last week, my car is still trapped in the snow. So I'm stuck in my apartment and I have to walk to class. Like the only place I have to walk is class. Like that's so fucked up, right? It's Monday. It's, it's going to be a rough one. But anyway, have a great day, everyone. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.